Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Zach Levine only scored five in the second half last night. <laughs> I'm bumming. I love Zach Levine. You know what he's got to do? What? Shoot the ball. That's true. <laughs> Shoot the ball, Zach. I don't care, man. You got to call for it. You got to call for it. Bobby Knight passed away, by the way. I saw that. Yeah. Young. 83. Long, long time Indiana coach. Yeah, Hoosier. And um, I heard a soundbite uh, that was really fascinating about him talking, coaching Michael Jordan when they won the gold medal over Spain um, and how he handled him at halftime because Michael had been in the game for 11 minutes in the first half. And he had 19 points and 11 rebounds and five assists. Wow. And he's like, what do I say? What do I say to Michael? What do I say to the team? How do you get a team inspired when at half in the gold medal round, you're ahead by 29 points? So he's telling this symposium this. He goes, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say to this guy. So he walks in. Well, and he was going to talk to the whole team, but he thought, I'll pick on the guy who's just above everyone. And then he said, parenthetically, he says, apart from Jack Nicholas and Babe Ruth, I don't think there's a better athlete in the history of sports. And he said he's probably ahead of Jack Nicholas and Babe Ruth. I mean, he's picking these epic guys from a couple other sports, mm -hmm. obviously. So he's like, I got to talk to the team, but what am I going to say? So he says, I'm going to pick on Michael Jordan. I'm going to go after the best. <laughs> he comes in the locker room. He says, Michael, you didn't set one screen in wow. that first half. I didn't see one screen. He said, well, Coach Knight, I heard you and a presser say that I was one of the quickest players on the court. I set screens. You just couldn't see them. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> see, he says, I'll tell you what, Michael, slow down the screen so that I can see him in the second half. That's good. Isn't that a great that's thing? That's a good coach right there. I like that. <laughs> what that's good stuff. Life is short, guys. Bobby Knight is gone. Life is short. I remember Bobby Knight. I'm old enough to remember when he was at his heyday. Chucking chairs across wood floors. He had a bit of a hot head on him. But he was an old school coach. I mean, those kind of coaches could never make it anymore at any level. Oh, no chance. They are booted. The coaches I had when I was playing football, those guys would never get on the field. <laughs> I mean, we were getting cussed out when we were like 12 years old by our coaches. Oh, my God. Viciously. Yeah. It was just a different day. It was a different time. We didn't even think about it. No, sure. It was like, just part of the deal. That's what coach does. Coach just cusses like a crazy man. I remember my mom and dad. When I got back in the car, I played halfback for the Hanshu Packers. And uh, we had beat a team, but it wasn't good enough for the coach. And he reamed us, and all the parents are standing there. He's using expletives. And I get back in the car with my evangelical mom and dad. They said, how do you feel about that? I said, oh, what? They said, well, the coach. So he's talking to the team. <laughs> I said, oh, you ought to hear him at practice. <laughs> I ended that one. Well. Oh, it's just a different day. Well, Boom Crew, um, we're talking about dilemmas this week, and one of the great dilemmas that we have for sure is wayward kids. It's heartbreaking. It's an epidemic. My bride has, I believe, 33 names written down that she's praying for. Those are friends, kids in our church, other states, former churches, 
just people that we know pretty well that have wayward kids, Mm -hmm. raised in the church, going for it, plugged into youth group, many of them baptized, but now no indication that they have any connection or discipleship with Jesus Christ, and probably in retrospect, never really transformed by the power of God. Wow. So what do you do with wayward kids? It's a heartbreaker, isn't it, Allie? Absolutely. Heartbreaker. Absolutely. Every... You're, if you know the Lord, your greatest desire for ch- your children is oh. that they would know the Lord. Oh, forget all the other stuff. Yeah, not not their prosperity financially, not that they would have a great job. Even more than them marrying a great spouse, you want them to know the Lord because you know ultimately it's if, the only thing that if, matters. If you really know the Lord, that's the only thing that matters. Only thing that matters. That's it. Coming up in a minute and a half, have we got a treat for you? If you are the parent of a prodigal, you have a child, an adult child who's away from the Lord, and we have many responses already saying yes, 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 yes. So many. This conversation is for you. Helping you take the next step in your walk with Jesus. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. We're talking dilemmas all week long, and today is a dilemma that is near and dear to the heart of thousands of you that are listening right now, and it's the dilemma and the heartache of a wayward kid, Allie. And maybe this sounds familiar. Your your child was raised in a good home. You, you did your best. You yeah. had them in church. Maybe they went to youth group. There was a time when they were with you, and now they are hostile to the things of God. They, they put a, a hand up. Stop, mom. Stop, dad. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't believe that stuff anymore. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And the way you captured that is right on. David Clark with us right now, Dr. David Clark. You've heard it. You've seen it, haven't you, my brother? Oh, man. It's happening over and over and over again in the church. Yeah. The numbers are very high, very high. What is the cause of this? Is it um, is it we did a poor job? I, I, there's a few things that come to my mind. Let's talk about this for a second, okay. Allie. We've got we've done a, a poor job of giving good, solid biblical truth. We've been way too maybe lackadaisical with understanding. Do our kids really get it? Maybe we took a raised hand or a kid walking an aisle and we go, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Not realizing there's got to be a soul transformation here. There's so many factors, aren't there? Yeah. Dr. David Clark is a Christian psychologist, author, YouTuber, and podcaster. He's got a number of books. One we're featuring today, though, Adult Children Who Break Your Heart. Okay. David, what are some of the big, we've probably given several of the reasons, but what are some of the keys to understand why our kids walked away from God, the church, everything, carte blanche? Very often, it's not the parents at all. Uh, I think a key factor is the church. The Christian church has not successfully countered the rise of narcissism. And that's always been a problem in our society and across the world now more than ever. And it's just kind of still being ignored. And so we have we see the growth of narcissism and quite a, right along with that, we have the growth of the prodigal because it's, it's frankly one and the same. I'm going to do things my way, not God's way. Get out of my way. I, I, I think, I feel, here's what I think about God. Well, nobody cares, Timmy or Susie. The Bible says, but they're past that. And society feeds that. What you think is just as important, if not more so, than what God says. Okay, so you're saying we have, the church has not done enough to counter the rise of narcissism. What, how are you defining narcissism? narcissism? Are you using a clinical definition in here or just sort of a pervasive, it's all about me mentality that we're working with? 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's not necessarily clinical, but it's it's close enough. It is an incredible focus on self. What I think, what I feel, what I want to do. We see it in music, we see it in the arts, we see it in the movies, we see it in politics. I mean, these narcissists are everywhere, and these these are held up, sports people held up as as the icons. So with the definition that you've given, kind of a looser definition of narcissism, not clinical, we're all born narcissists with our back to God. So we've got a problem here is systemically. And so you would say these kids have never fully yet surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Right. They have not. They have the faith of their parents. And if you don't have moved from the faith of your parents, and I had wonderful parents, to your own faith, uh, early teens, uh, college, we got a problem. Yeah. Because you're, you're right. now going to, it's not yours. Uh, mom and dad's faith isn't going to get me anywhere. It has to be me, me and God. And that we're not seeing that connection. And that's why prodigals are going, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. So, Dr. Clark, you're speaking to many parents who are in this boat right now, and there's so much pain uh, associated with seeing your child on a path that you know will lead to destruction. Uh, what is the thing that parents that you see most that parents are doing wrong? They're trying to help, but they're doing this and it's doing the opposite. What would you say? I'd say number one is they blame themselves. And as parents, we automatically do that. Where did I go wrong? What did I say? What did I do? And we can always point to mistakes we made. I've got four wonderful kids. None of them are in prison. I want that noted. But uh, mistakes were made. Yep. And so if they mess up, I think, oh, well, it must be me. It's got nothing to do. Once they're an adult, they're an adult. So parents have to stop blaming themselves because the prodigal wants you to do that. They are blaming you. Absolutely. We've got to take that off the table. Yeah. You're 18 now, Timmy, Susie. You're 20. You're 35, 40. The choices now are yours. I've got nothing to do with it. Okay. Uh, coming up here in a minute, I want to ask, I'm assuming you believe, David, that first and foremost, own what you can own. Allie and I are big on this. We talk about it here all the time. I had wise counsel when I was a young follower of Jesus that was just amazing. A woman of God mentoring my wife said to her, own what you can own. And that has served us so well. So I think you would start with, we got to own what we can own. Is that an affirmative? Is that a good starting place, David? Absolutely. Okay. That's a key part of my plan. Oh, yeah. Let's get that. Let's deal with it and get it off the table. All right. So coming up here in a moment, let's talk about how it looks to own what you can own as a parent, because we've all messed up. Absolutely. We all will mess up. But let's talk about how that looks to own what we can own. And then how do we pray and believe God to bring that wayward kid home? More with Dr. David Clark straight ahead. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, we've established something here, Boom Crew. Owning what you can own is one of the most vital steps we can take if we want to see our wayward kids come home. Dr. David Clark, special guest with us right now. We're going to have a book link coming up for you in just a moment, but hang on. David, what's it look like for a parent to humbly own the fact that I might have screwed something up here along the way? How, what does it look like to own that thing with your adult kid? Like on a series of steps, you're going to be very honest about with, with your prodigal, okay, not asking them, hey, what did I go, do, go wrong? Because that's not going to work. And they won't even bite on that. You're going to give them, you're going to come up with, okay, mom and I have talked. And again, it's each parent doing this. Mom and do it, does it, dad does it. Here's what I think I did wrong. And you, you list anything you possibly can. And then you're going to ask them, because you're, 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 you're trying to get work this through and, and forgive yourself and ask, ask them for forgiveness. So we can get that off and, and focus on their sin and what they're doing wrong. So you, you 
you write it out and then you ask for input. If they don't bite, you go on to saying, okay, I'm sorry, I, I, you haven't responded, but I'm, I'm asking for your forgiveness for these things, and then we're done. If they respond and say, oh, well, this and that, you forgot to do this, hey, great. You will take that in, consider it, apologize if you think it's uh, not bogus. And again, and then and there's a uh, one final letter of I'm asking for your forgiveness, and that's up to you. It's a process, I guess, to work through. You're actually getting them to start a process of forgiveness that may end up changing their whole prodigal Love attitude. That. But David, is it, wouldn't you say it's important that we not that we own everything we can own? But I see as a pastor some people owning stuff they shouldn't own. We've got to make certain that we're not taking blame for things that are not ours in this process, right? Oh, that's exactly right. Your kid comes up with bogus things, and the prodigal will often do that. Oh no. Before God, you'll say, no, that's not, respectfully, that's not true. That did not happen. I was there. You have some specific principles for scenarios that are commonly seen. Give us one or two common prodigal scenarios that you see and kind of the, the method of, or the approach for the parent. Here's one. My child has rejected me. You've been canceled. And they don't even tell you why. They're just done, and they have nothing to do with you. In this case, you're going to, of course, let them go. You'll still follow the, the principles in my book, but you're going to let them go. You'll send the occasional, if you can even reach them, if they have contact information, one-way messages. But the child has to reach out to you. This is the toughest thing. You're not going to – if you chase and pursue, that's what they want. They'll keep rejecting you. We change the playing field. You let them go. Now, the second one, of course, it will hit many parents. My child has no interest in God. I raised this kid to love Jesus in church, Awana, uh, you know, Royal Rangers, whatever. And you know what? It's, and they can't, and they're atheists now, or they just don't care. Okay, here, you, you stop all, any and all debates about Christianity. Those go nowhere. They have an answer for everything. Uh, and so you stop all those debates. And so you pull back and you now you what you'll do is a you build the relationship in other areas. You'd get away from the most important thing because the direct approach doesn't work. And you build the relationship in other areas. And occasionally now you'll slip in a tidbit, a spiritual tidbit about what God's doing in your life. They won't respond to it, but it's like dropping a little a little pebble into a pond. It, it will still have an impact. It's kind of an indirect approach. So what about some do's and don'ts with your with your prodigal, your adult child? Give us a couple do's and don'ts. Okay. Do not obsess. This is easy to say. Every parent does it initially until they get Dr. Clark's excellent book. You stop obsessing. You can't have, have this be your whole life. You have other kids. You've got grandkids. You've got a career. You're serving the Lord. This will consume your life and end up being a disaster. Don't obsess and don't enable this is, okay, Timmy, this is your 14th drug rehab. Uh, here's, I'm writing a check. Stop that. I, no, I, I've told, tell parents you're going to pay, if the kid's even ready, adult, one rehab. I'm paying for one. That's it. After that, you're on your own. And do not tolerate Love emotional it. abuse. These prodigals can be vicious. You don't tolerate that. You draw the line because you haven't done anything to deserve that. Give us some dues. Okay, you, number one, you ignore those clueless wonders who are blaming you for your prodigal's problems. And there are people in the church that oh, will do wow. this. Oh, wow. The librarians with the tight hair buns, they're the, they're the worst spiritual <laughs> hypocrites and Pharisees. You walk away from those people because they're just idiots. <laughs> you are so right. How do, we, how do we say this? Oh, you're saying it. All right, what else? And then, 
lower expectations to zero. You've got to just work on, oh, this isn't going to work for it. This is going to be a long-term approach, and I can't get my hopes up. If Johnny calls me, and, and I think we had a good talk, don't get your hopes up, you'll be dashed. And there has to be, the last one is you have to emotionally detach. This is your child. You pray, you, you, you have the indirect approach, you've got the things in my book to help you, but you've got to emotionally detach so you don't keep getting re-traumatized every day, every week, and you can't live and die with what, what the child does. Doctor, I got to tell you, you're speaking to, and you know this, thousands of people listening right now that, that suffer from this, and I think you've given super practical steps forward here. What is the one thing of all things that you see Bible-believing, gospel-loving, uh, church-going, radical followers of Jesus screwing up that if you could say this is the big one, this is what it is? Trying too hard. Really, and this, of course, it means so much. It's easy to make that mistake. Trying too hard, sending letters, having conversations, sending gifts, trying to engage in conversation with the prodigal. Disaster. What happened in Luke with, with the prodigal uh, son? The father let him go. Yeah, he did. I mean, whoa. Uh, yeah, in fact, he gave a bunch of money, which I don't mention in my book, <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, but you, 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 you know, here's what you need. Okay, go ahead and explore the world's way. And, and you're going to find out it doesn't work. So this is the key, this distancing, this pulling back after the steps of my book. In fact, the steps of the book are geared to I've done all that I can do. And now I'm letting you go. This is absolutely essential. I guess the interesting subplot here, Dr. David Clark is our guest. We'll give you a link to a book here in just a moment. The interesting subplot here, Allie, is we all had to hit our lips to find Jesus. Yeah. But we think our kids we want to almost prevent them from doing a face plant, which I look at the Gospels. David, I don't see anybody fit for the kingdom of God that doesn't get broken. And yet sometimes our wayward kids were actually preventing them hitting rock bottom, thereby pro uh, prolonging pain. Yeah, yeah, well said. And we look at the example of Jesus. He didn't chase anybody. He said, hey, I'm Jesus. Here's the truth. I come from the Father. Uh, follow me. It's yes or it's no. And he, he, there wasn't a beat. He moved on. That, that's what you have to do. You cannot chase people into the kingdom. They have to make that decision on their own. And it's, it's a tough process. The prodigal is going to have to crash and burn like every single person has always done who doesn't follow God's way. Mm -hmm. They will crash and burn. That's when you get the call. And you'll be there waiting. Dr. David Clark, tough but Boy, powerful. timely, important, oh. powerful advice. If you want more, including this book that we're featuring today, When Your Adult Child Breaks Your Heart, that's on his website, as well as some other great resources, some contact information. Just text the word David to 312-274-9624. We'll get you set up, link to his website. Just text David to 312-274-9624. Start your day with a boom. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Talking about wayward kids. I'm that today. Yeah, bring in your phone calls. We've got calls coming in. We'll take some of those, but I want to pray as well. If you were wayward and God brought you home, I want to interview you. We want to talk with you on air. We want to know what was it that brought you back? I know you had to come to the end of yourself, but how did that work? 
274-9624. Or if you are, this is a long shot, but it's a fun one. If you're wayward, but you're hanging in here this morning because, and you're like almost shocked. It's like, oh, I can't believe we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk to you as well. What's God doing in your life that even has you here this morning and you're far from God? 312-274-9624. There's a lot of church hurt for sure in our culture today. I think the one thing that we've got to remember for certain that David Clark spiked here about 30 minutes ago. Guys, we've got to have the spiritual veracity to own what we can own with our wayward kids. That goes so far. You know what I mean, Alan? Oh, yeah. It goes so far. Because no parent gets it completely right. Mm -mm. And so you were going to hear from David Clark again coming up, but I appreciated that he said that it's not, like, if you're the parent, stop blaming yourself. Yeah. Like, your child... Ultimately, your adult child has to take ownership for their own choices, their own decisions. It's their responsibility now. Yeah, no question. And it, we can, I, we're all born with our back to God. The illusion of salvation in the church is so profound. And you're right, Allie. A lot of parents, carried this on their own, saying, I must have done something wrong. The something wrong was that every person is born in sin. By the way, what do we find? First John, we are not born children of God. Right. We become children of God. Children who were raised in a Christian home still were not born into the family. Right. Christina, first-time caller, Milwaukee. What do you say, sister? Hi. Good to have um, you. Oh, thank you, guys. I've been listening to you guys since about a year and a half, and you guys changed my life. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, with my parents, you know, my mom and dad, they were raised hard, hard Catholics. And anyways, you know, they became Christians, found Jesus Christ's personal relationship, and um you know, we were raised in the church our whole lives, and I didn't understand God. I didn't have a personal relationship. You know, looking back, I knew they did the best they could. Mm. And I remember one time, you know, cause my parents scared us into God. And I said, Mom, I want to find him for myself. Mm. And she said, you know what, Christina, I respect that. And that's what I had to do. And what that was when mom. she finally let me go, and I found God. And that's when I was little by little, I would call her. Things would happen in my life. And I'd say, Mom, can you pray with me? Or, mm. you know, and then um, with the Christian radio stations, I used to, honestly, I used to cuss them out, not to like, and, and, and now I live by them. Just recently, I lost my parents, and I just, mm. I'm so thankful for you guys. You guys have saved my life over and over again. And, anyways, I don't know what I would have done. And um, I'm just thankful that, you know, with her letting me go and letting God move in my life. It's it's just changed me. I live my life for Jesus Christ now. Christina, that's um, so powerful, sister. Let let me tell you, uh, or ask you, um, don't you believe, Allie, how cool a mom she had, huh? 
Don't wow. you don't you oh believe? My gosh. But the the fact that your mom had the spiritual veracity oh, to let gosh. you go with yes. it was just that was a power move, wasn't it, Christina? It really was. And once she told me that, Chris, I had to do that on my own too. That was just so freeing. Those are the words I needed to hear. Yeah. I needed to hear that. Wow. And um yeah. What a... And yeah, once she let me go, that's when God started moving. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> that's the that's the deal right there. Wow. <sighs> Hold on the line, Crystal. By the way, Christina, boom, 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 sister. Thank you. What a heart, Christina. First time caller in Milwaukee. Coming up, a couple of minutes. Somebody was in a homosexual lifestyle, and then everything changed. Hang on. We'll get that story straight in. Your number one hub for freedom stories. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, guys. The dilemma that we face, and this is so widespread. How many texts did we have at the top of 6 o'clock hour asking if you got wayward kids? Oh, 60 to 70. Okay, that's tip of the iceberg for our listening audience. Thousands listening right now have someone either directly in their family or very close to them that just, they were raised in church, very often claimed to be Christian and were baptized. I submit to you because I read the scriptures and I've studied them enough to know that there is a great illusion of salvation out there and I think one of the greatest gifts a parent can do is not talk themselves into something that they think or hope their kids have that they don't in fact have. Christina's testimony about her mom letting her go, how powerful was that? Yeah, she said, once she let me go, God started moving. (sighs) Crystal in Chicago, what's your story, sister? Good morning. I was um, in a homosexual relationship for many years of my life. And then about nine years ago, God stepped in, and I've been completely living for him ever since. Wow. it's beautiful. Crystal, were you raised in the church? Sort of. I, w- I started going to church when I was about 13. So I was a, about a, a preteen mm-hmm. um, starting to go to church. Somewhere around 21, I decided for myself that I was going to give my life to Christ. Got baptized, lived, in, lived a, a lifestyle for Jesus. And then at 26, I was introduced to a homosexual lifestyle. Um, And the people in the church at the time, I guess they just didn't know how to handle me. They didn't know, you know, what to say, how to minister to me, how to reach me. And I I just let it go. I started, you know, living a life that God was definitely not pleased with. Yeah. Um, And I did that for about 13 years. Wow. I even went to the, a gay affirming church. I had um, I got married to a woman, and um, the church that I attended at the time had premarital counseling for same-sex couples. Um, and so the church felt like a place where it was okay. Yeah. Um, and then somewhere, <laughs> somewhere along the way, uh, one day I was walking my dog, and it felt like a warm hug out of nowhere. Wow. And God spoke to me. And from that day forward, I was done. Cold turkey, got rid of the relationship I was in, did a complete turnaround. And I really believe it was the power of the Holy Spirit that day when I was walking my dog. And it just, 
it felt like God stepped in and healed every area of my life that was hurt. Crystal, um, this, this is so beautiful. This is so beautiful. I have a question that comes from my pastor's heart here. If you could talk to the church about how to handle Crystal when Crystal got into a homosexual lifestyle, what would you say to the church? How could the church best minister to you at that point of crisis in your life? We tread so lightly when it comes to homosexuals. We do not call it out for what it is as sin. Really? And if someone would have told me the truth and said that God is not actually pleased with what your with your choices, hmm. He loves you, but not the sin. I think that's the message. You don't have to water down the gospel to make me feel comfortable. Just tell the truth. That's interesting. See, wow. I would, that surprised me a little bit. So. You, you just didn't have anyone that loved you enough to take you out for a cup of coffee and say, Crystal, this is what we find in 1 Corinthians 6. Such were some of you. No. Yeah. No, be, no, because at that point, a lot of people are just kind of on the fence, lukewarm. I don't know what you call it. I'm not a Bible scholar or anything, but I do know that if you meet someone like myself, yes, love them, but don't, don't coddle enough. their yeah. sin. <laughs> love them enough to tell, tell the them truth. the truth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crystal, you're an inspiration. Yeah. Christina and Crystal, could I pray for you girls real quick? Yeah. Please. Yeah. Father, Please. we're yeah. just so grateful for the, uh, the power of the cross. We're thankful for uh, the reality that the tomb is empty and that you're changing lives. It's overwhelming to hear. Christina and Crystal call in this morning, and God, we're just filled with gratitude. We're filled with gratitude. I pray a special anointing and unction of your spirit over these fine women of God. I pray that they will be used powerfully in these very darkening days in our culture. I pray that you will give them a um, a position of a lighthouse, truly a lighthouse, Lord. Grant them this, I pray. For the sake of your glory and the forward movement of your kingdom, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. Stay on the horn, young ladies. You guys are, we're giving away too right there, Carl and crew prize packs. Wow. That's awesome. Mm. Mm. That was powerful. So much, so much insight there. Both of their stories. Is God alive? My goodness. Is God alive? Dead orthodoxy, get it out, people. Get it out. Come to life. You hear that? That's Jesus knocking at your heart's door going, I want you to be aware that I am working miracles today. 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 (laughs) What a day. We're talking wayward kids. Some of you are like, okay. God can reach my kid. Yes. God can reach my kid. And he can. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. We're talking wayward kids today. And what is a wayward kid? I think there's two buckets for wayward kids. One is they're raised in the church. They get baptized. They are in a youth group. They claim to know Jesus, but they never knew him at all. And I want you to hear me right now, Boom Crew. 
the most courageous thing that you can do is open yourself up to the fact that your wayward kid probably never knew the real Jesus. Scripture is pretty clear. We go to Matthew 7 here often because it is the, it's the, I think it's the most clarion call toward sobriety with regard to spiritual transformation that we can find anywhere in the Scripture. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, and I'm going to say I never knew you. They preached in Jesus' name, cast out demons in Jesus' name, and did mighty works in Jesus' name. And he says, I didn't know you. There are some who are wayward who are just derailed disciples, Mm -hmm. but I think those are scant few. And I think the most courageous thing, I'm I'm going to come at you here and just give it to you as straight as I can. I think one of the most courageous things you can do as a parent is to pray for the salvation of your children. Don't fall into the trap of feeling such like a failure that you're trying to hold on to any experience or season of life that your kid had way back there to try to talk yourself into something that they, in fact, may not possess. That's hard to hear, yeah. isn't it? It's it hard really to hear. Is. But we've got to have the spiritual courage to see things as they are. Here's why. Then you can pray rightly. Why, why, why pray that our kids get back to church if they never were in the church? They went to church. But being in the church means that they're part of the tribe of the called out ones. It's a big deal. Josiah, first time caller, Victoria, Texas. What do you say, Josiah? Hey, good morning, Carl and Allie and Jonathan. Um, yeah, I had felt it on my heart this morning when, when I heard the topic to call in. Um, I grew up in the church. Uh, I I knew about, you know, how, how they said to come to Jesus by letting him into your heart. And I had done that several times. I even was baptized a couple times. Um, and I went throughout my life without applying a single word of, of what I had heard in the Bible, what I read, and what I had heard at church in my life. Um, I know now that it was an illusion of salvation um, because I was not living anywhere near what God had planned for me and the way he had planned for me to live. And I was, I've struggled with substance all my, substance all of my life, excuse me, um, okay, until bro. it got to the point where it, it took away my, my, my career, my family, my wife and kids, all that from me. And, uh, and I finally just hit the bottom and, and that's when I was lucky enough to find, find you, Carl, find your show and, and your book. And God spoke to me through you. I heard your story and, and I knew it could be done. Somebody that had hit rock bottom like me uh, could get out of it. But I had no idea what, what Holy Spirit power was until I, I started reading the book. And 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 that's what had changed me. It wasn't me. I tried it all of these years by myself. I was ready for change. just didn't know how to do it. And um, it's still a daily struggle to make the right decision. But God gives me that power every single day wow. through His Holy Spirit. Wow. And, and I'm able to stay off the drug, but I still make mistakes. And but that keeps me needing my daily dose of, of Jesus to keep it on track. And I just wanted to share that with you all this morning. So thank you. Beautiful, Josiah. Wow. First time caller, thank Victoria, you. Texas, man. Would you pray for Josiah? Allen? Yes. Yes. Lord, I thank you for this brother in Christ. Lord, I thank you for the wisdom that you've given him, Lord. I thank you that by your spirit, you called him out of darkness, Lord, out of deception, and that now he's walking in the light, walking in freedom, Lord. I pray that you would continue to grow him up in you, God, that you would use him mightily, Lord, uh, that you'd give him the joy of seeing others come to know you 
Yeah. Because of his honesty and transparency, yeah. God. And I pray for the person listening who has a son or a daughter whose story sounds a lot like Josiah's, but they've not crossed over to genuine faith yet, yes. Lord. I pray for those young people right now, God. That today, Lord, go to them, visit them yes. in their home, at their workplace, in their car. God, do what you need to do yeah. to call them out, Lord, in your mercy. Allow them to see that there is no ending, Lord, that's good apart from you, Lord. Apart from you, we can do nothing, Lord. Save Please. a wayward child today. today. Today, God, let a mom or a dad get a phone call from a child who's away from you that says, hey, can we talk? Lord, we ask you to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. How great is our God, huh? Amen. Taking next steps with Jesus each and every day. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Hey, I want to make sure you know about our Thanksgiving giveaway if you've not heard about this. Why I Give Thanks. We're giving away $250 gift cards to five local winners to a grocery store so that you can buy your Thanksgiving dinner. Here's the thing, though. We're telling you, go ahead and enter. Every single one of you, enter. If you win it and you need it, keep it. If you win it and you don't need it, give it away. Give it away! Keep it, pay for your own Thanksgiving dinner, or win it and bless somebody else with it who you think needs it. That or who you, fires me up. I, I, I get excited about that. I do too. What a joy to go to a, either to a family in need or you get to pick how, how it gets utilized. It's tremendous. Let the Lord lead you in that. But please don't hesitate to enter. Text the word thanks to 312-274-9624. We're going to be picking five winners here in the next 10 days or so. So we, you can have plenty of time ahead of Thanksgiving Get your entry form in. Text thanks to 312-274-9624. Hang out with the team after the show. Just follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Curl and Crew Mornings. You know what would be fun to do with the Boom Crew? What's, What's that? that? Have a big skating party. Ice skating ice party. Skating? Ice skating? Yeah. Huh. Wouldn't are that be fun? Decent, are you a decent ice oh, skater? Oh, yeah. I would love I that. I was a speed skater in oh. elementary school. Oh, cool. Young oh, Thunder, yeah. How are your ice skating skills? I like ice skating. I'm good enough to, you know, go fast. I can't skate backwards or do anything fancy, but I can skate just fine. I love ice skating. Now, let me tell you something, though. The ice is hard. Oh, if you fall And on I had it? gone like 20 yes. years without skating, and I went skating at a rink in Little Rock after not being on the ice a long time. Yeah. And I was trying to hot dog around. I hit the ice, and I'm like, whoa, didn't feel that hard 20 years ago. <laughs> Amazing how that changes. Isn't that something? Yeah. Ice is hard. Yeah, it I is. haven't been ice skating in a lot of years, and I always start off as one of those people who's kind of like doing the, the feet shuffle up, back and forth along the wall, holding on. Oh, that's you. Yeah, and then I then I eventually get up to the point where I can like move away from the wall, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I'm no, Move Chris, I'm away no Christy from Yamaguchi the out there, I'll tell <laughs> no you that. Christy Yamaguchi, I can't believe you remember her name. Oh, I, but I was a big figure skating fan. Oh, I love it. I grew up and I loved to watch those skating competitions. You didn't and, have to have one of those like plastic penguins that you hold on to no. to like push yourself across the ice. Tell falling. me they don't have those. Oh, yeah. Like the like almost like a walker. It's like a walker for the ice. Yeah. Little kids use them and then adults who don't Why know how to skate cringing? use them. I'm not cringing. Yes, you are. <laughs> How else are you going to learn how to skate? No, I mean, that's just... Good old-fashioned falling and getting back Yeah, up. that's how we learned. But we didn't have penguins in Alaska to go walk around with. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can help you. 
You know, when I learned how to swim, I had these swimmies on my arm. Yeah, which now they don't, those are not recommended anymore. Why? You know that, right? Why? Like those arm, those arm, those floaties on your arm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess they're very dangerous because they can actually have the opposite and they can trap a kid upside down. Oh, no. And so now the. Or maybe that's what happened to me. Now the preferred way is there's one that is you kind of wear it. It's, acro- it's across your chest and your arms and it sort of snaps oh, together. I've almost like those, a yeah. modified life jacket yes, for yes. kids that are considered much safer because okay. they don't allow you to be. Turned upside down. That's good to know. There you go. I used to take the little arm floaty things. You put them on your feet and see if you can stay upright while the uh, while the floaties are on your feet trying also, to flip you upside down. Also why they probably <laughs> now are. I was wondering why we were blowing bubbles when we were learning how to swim. Yeah, yeah they're Couldn't not, figure that out. Not recommended anymore. You ever get a big old schnozzola filled with water? Oh, the worst. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I've had some strainers. I still have a hard time jumping into the water without plugging my nose with my hand. Just because I never really learned well how to how to keep the the water out of your nose when you get into the water. Worst nose flush I ever had was learning how to water ski in uh, Alaska. Yeah, on Victory Lake oh, at yeah, Solid Rock Bible Camp. Water skiing will teach you. And I went into the lake, and I'm telling you, it felt like there were three lake trout that went through each nostril. <laughs> it was like, shoom. I mean, it was a flush jet stream. And it burns, baby. Oh, yeah. That'll clean you out. Absolutely. Forget that navage thing. The neti pot? Yeah, forget the neti pot. Just go water skiing. <laughs> and fall jump down. Jump off your skis. Yeah. Get a nasal flush. No problem. Clean you out. No colds for the whole winter. That's right. Wow. A little bit okay, of lake bacteria. Okay, coming up here in a minute. Coming up here, we've got, what'd you say? I said a little bit of lake bacteria, but other than that, you're good. Oh. <laughs> uh, I have this strange sensation in my brain, doctor. <laughs> lake worms. <laughs> Lake worms. <laughs> lake worms in your head. When, what are we when talking is Super Night coming back? Just, uh, just Monday. Check it. Monday. Monday. Okay. Just, just wanted to know when there's. Oh, it ain't okay. Stop. Yeah. When we can, That's going to really get more, things. When more balance and reason returns <laughs> That's to <fair>. the crew. <laughs> Understandable. I'm outnumbered. The craziest carpool in Chicagoland. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. And do something really special here for the balance of our time here today because there is no better thing that we can do for your wayward kid than to pray. I'm going to ask you to load them up right now. I'm going to ask you to be bold. Just give us first name. We don't want last name. Just first name of the wayward kid. Just text them in and we're just going to spend some time taking them before the Lord today. Do you believe that God hears? I do. I've seen him work. My dad, he's in the cloud of witnesses right now. If I could ask dad to just tell you, the God who hears when they've got a wayward kid, he'd say, oh, 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 yes. Oh, God hears. And his grace is so good. His power. That's what my dad would say. So I'm asking you right now, text in your kid's name. Just the first name. They're pouring in here already. Wow. We're going to pray for your wayward kid. Come on. First name of your kid. 312-274-9624. Look at this, Allie. Wow. Look at this. 312-274-9624. We'll, hey, listen, listen to me. We'll try to get every one of these names prayed for. But I want you to know God hears your heart right now. He hears your heart right now. First name of your wayward kid, 
Maybe today you're being honest to God for the first time about them, and you're going, shoot, they don't know the Lord, not really. They don't know him. They went to church, but they were never really in Christ. It's okay, moms and dads. It's okay. Yeah, if you got a few of them, like I'm seeing them pour in here, uh, bring them on. You seeing this, Allie? Yes. I want to be very candid with you, Boom Crew. We have hundreds and hundreds of text messages, some of them representing four, five, six kids. Text in their names, though, if you would. 312-274-9624. 312-274-9624. And we're going to go to praying here in just a little bit. Um, I want to I do Austin French, Why God, right here. Why God, if you could load that up, that'd be great. You know what? I'm going to tackle some right here. Whew. It's hard. We're going to do our dead level best here, guys, but we have gotten just absolutely deluged with names. I'm going to scroll down to where we began here, Allie, and I'm going to try to get every time we get a new text in, it rivets back up. I'm going to do my best to get this plugged away out here. Honestly, Boom Crew, this is overwhelming here, so let me, let me start, though. Sarah and Angel, Brian, Scott, Benjamin, Jacob, Leanne, Alani, Maria, Kelly, Jazz, Johnny, Jacob, Whitney, Haley, Brittany and Gina, Jonathan, BJ, Alexis, Emma, and Ellie. Priscilla and Joshua and Elijah and Simon and Nathan and Joshua and Natalie and Lizzie and Brandon and Serena and Damian. Lord, all these kids that are wayward right now in the name of Jesus, work in their life. Work in their life, God. Work in their life. I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you'd be convicting and you would let them hit right down to the bottom, Lord, in mercy, protect them, but more than anything, save their souls, God. Save them. Bring them to you. And we pray, believing, knowing you go to work as we pray. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. We get back. We're going to read out a bunch more names here, guys. Hundreds and hundreds. We'll get to them just as quick as we can. Learning to follow Jesus each and every day. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. It's okay, man. You can go to God and say why, and at the same time pray, God, bring them home. We're praying for wayward kids right now. Generally, adult kids that were raised in church, far from God, and you're asking God to bring them home, and we're going to lift up prayers. Allie's going to just go right now and read a slew of names, and then Allie, if you'll cap it with prayer. Yeah. Got Brandon, Serena, Damian, Jay, Joshua, Peter, Alexis, Antonia, uh, Jalid. We've got Brant, Rachel, Francisco, Isaiah, Blake, Ernesto, Hannah, David, Adira, and Ayla, Olivia, and Becky, Charles, and Peter. Praying for wayward kids right now, for Adam, for Kayla, Megan, 
Leah, Eileen, and Isaiah, Sarah, Julie, Tina, Tom, Sheila, Mary, Kate, Sean, David, Mark, Dan, Max, Brooke, Nick, Sarah, Shaylin, Dominic, Ashley, Levi, Tim, Rebecca, Ryan, Derek, Matthew, Nicole, another Nicole, Jeff, Art, Whitney, Haley, and Will. Lord, we come to you. We bring these names before you, Lord. I pray that they would come to themselves, Lord, come to the end of themselves, Lord, as we see in Luke 15. Lord, that where they're out living life on their own terms, Lord, they would see the futility, Lord, and that they would come and turn to you, God. Yes. We pray it right now in the name of Jesus. Andrea, Nico, Danny, Picasso, Justin, Zach, Alex, Dawson, Jake, David, Rachel, Samuel, Sean, Nick, Amber, Zachary, Harrison, Xavier, Noelle, Pedro, Maddie, Amanda, Ray and Grace, Liam, Jenna and Jacob, Daryl, Shane, Jazz, Courtney, Michaela, Kasmosia, Hannah, Nicole, Claire, Christian, Sarah, Jose, Martin, Adrian, Jessica, Brandon, Joshua, Mark, Jacob, Vanessa, Nate, John, Jacob, Sean, Eric, Becca, Rachel, Sarah, Jesse, Aaron, Madison, Tim, Sven, Mikkel, Destiny, and Justin, Joshua, Samuel, Ava, Joseph, Eddie, Abby, Zach, Cameron, Mariah, Adam, Ivan, Giovanni, Frank, Ben, Joey, Adam, and Maria, and Emily, Connor, Jack, Caroline, Sasha, Priscilla, Brittany, Aaron, Lauren, Austin, Raphael, Nicholas, Rachel, Angela, Philip, Jessica, Joshua, Jose, Daniel, Katie, Josh, another Josh, Angel, Anthony, Layla, Josiah, Nicholas, Scotty, Dwayne, Daniel, Eric, Brittany, Heather, Tanya, Emily, Andre, Anthony, Joel, Kelly, John, Jimmy, Robert, Timmy, John, Corinne, Steve, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you right now, these names represent broken hearts of moms and dads, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles. Bring these wayward kids home. Lord, in mercy, we pray, let them get the fill of being in a distant land away from you. 
Lord, even if they, they need to rub their face in it a little bit, just protect them from injury and bring them home. Bring them home, God. We pray it. Let's keep going, Allie. Brittany, Terrence, Jason, Tally, Lydia, Otto, Mako, Joshua, Katie, Beth, Vicky, Ethan, Frankie, Jadel, Jason, Terrence, Tally, Julianne, Anna, Rola, Edward, Stevie. Boy, I skipped a big bunch of them there. Yep. We're doing our best, but this the we we won't get every name, but we're gonna. The we're Lord knows, our, yeah, Jimmy, yeah. Robert, Timmy, Scott, Lon, Addison, Cole, Melissa, Bob, Andy, Eric, Mark, Bailey, Austin, Kara, Jody, B, J- Chad, Naomi, and Joy, Hannah, Monica, Tyler, Sam, Alona, Clinton, Manny, Madeline, Melissa, Ryan, Colin, Joshua. Emma, Ayana, Amari, CJ, Effie, Domingo, Tanya, Tina, Brian, Heather, Ryan, Danielle, Kirsten, Danny, Tim, Daniel, Katie, Sue, Bobby, Jasmine, Jennifer, Rebecca, Elizabeth, Margie, George, Paige, Alex, and Daniel, Ryan, and Jessica, Nick, Kevin, Jasmine, Holly, Brianna, Blaine, Kim, Caden, Debbie, Missy, Darren, Johnny, Samantha, Carly, Jake, Osvaldo, Anthony, Stevie, Acheria, Ashton, Alexis, Justin, Matthew, Ruslan, Sine, Jack, Rena, Evangeline, Mercy, David, Steve, Matthew, Abby, Freya, Nicole, Steve, Jessica, Danielle, Jonathan, Margaret, Matthew, Emma, John, James, Anita, and Jacob. Lord, for each of these names, we bring them before you, Lord. You know each and every, you've numbered the hairs on their heads. Lord, you care for them more than any parent or grandparent ever could. Lord, allow them to see your great love for them, oh God. Would you pull down blinders? Where there's been deception, Lord, would yeah. you allow the truth to be spoken to them from maybe from someone else entirely, oh God? Allow them to hear it in a new way, God. Move by your spirit. Penetrate their hearts right now. Break them of themselves. Over all these kids that are mentioned here, God, we just pray that the striking contrast between an imperfect but redeemed mom and dad, aunts, uncles, grandmas, and grandpas, that they would see a striking contrast between those that know you and are imperfect and those that do not know you and are suffering in their own pain. Let them see this contrast, God, please. Bring them just enough pain to bring them home. I pray. Coming up here, we'll try to get some more names. We're doing our best, guys. I know you got a lot of grace for us in here, but we're doing our best. We'll get some more. Straight ahead. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. We've had over 700 names come in, maybe way more than that. We're going to get as many more as we can cover here in these next few minutes. These names were texted in by parents of uh, wayward children who are away from the Lord. 
So we're going to pray for Joshua and Christopher, Marty, Ross, Brian and Melissa, Hillary, Josh and Jed, Jordan and James, Carson, Abby, Brandon, Billy, Trevor, Faith, Curtis, Mark, Brooke, Nick, Damian, Joshua, Chad, Luke, Josh, Joseph, Myra, Scott, Courtney, Adam and Jareth, Zoe and Charlie, Dylan, Amy, Vincent, Lena, Valeria, Terrence, Jocelyn, Aubrey, Leon, Dan, Jim, Kate, Liz, Essence, David, Daniela, Mateo, John, Wilson, Eric, Sophia, Brianna, Peter, Audrey, Jose, Louis, Maribel, Peter, Gregory, Glenn, Junior, Irvin, Gwendolyn, James, Alex, Michaela, Michael, Colleen, Alyssa, Matt, Tim, Isabella, Karina, Victoria, Emily, Bethany, Eddie, Jimmy, Chance, Nick, Jackie, Alex, Austin, Amy Lee, Destiny, Richard, Stephen, Kara, Deanna, Curtis, Phoebe, uh, Gretchen, Ben, Emily, Andrew, Tim, Matthew, Amy, Giselle, Lynn, Nicole, Percy, Nate, Ryan, Jenny, Katie. Christopher, Tommy, Tiffany, Joshua, Caleb, Tamron, Nick, Frankie, Remy, Amanda, Steph, Kyle, Emma, John, Christian, Jessica, Vicki, Dan, Jay, Jordan, Nathaniel, Brittany, Rachel, Kayla, Chrissy. The list goes on. We won't be able to get them all. I need you to know this. God sees. God knows. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift these precious souls up before you, and we're asking you to bring them off the broad path that leads to destruction. Turn them around by the power of your Spirit. Cause them to see the events in this world and look to you. Cause them to see the events in their life and look to you. We lay all these names down at the foot of the cross. Yeah. We lay them all down at the foot of the cross. We lay them down. We lay them down. And we thank you that you are more than able. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.